really excited to be continuing this series of a conversation with Jesus. I have been absolutely loving it with what Pastor Levi shared for the last two weeks. And if you've missed that, please make sure you go and watch it. But the reason that I think I'm loving it so much is that I cannot think of a moment in time where Jesus is not going to be relevant. Like, I don't think there's anything that's ever happened that's ever happening right now or that ever is going to happen where Jesus is not going to remain eternally relevant. And so this series is important, and I hope it encourages you long after we finish to start your own discovery of the character of Jesus. Don't let it end with what we share here. These are the personal discoveries and moments we've shared in the Bible and, and shared with you, but take the time to discover for yourself who Jesus is and the conversations he had. Because Jesus says himself in scripture that if you've seen me, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father, you've seen God. So if you're worried about who God is, if you're not keen on the picture of God that the world is painting for you, then look no further than Jesus. Open your Bible, discover about him, and you will see God more clearly than ever. And so we're going to continue in that idea tonight and when what would be a good conversation to explore together what would be something that would be relevant for all of us I kind of realized it could be any moment from Jesus life and so I decided to think about what I've been experiencing recently that Jesus has spoken into because I think a lot of the times we experience things as a community, as a collective, and we don't realize it. It's like when you're in a class and you really want to ask a question, but you don't want to ask a question. And then someone asks it and you're like, oh, thank the Lord. But it turns out everyone had the same question. Like, I feel like that's what, oh, I forgot where I started that thought, but I feel like that's where we're going. Um, And so I start, oh, that's where I was. I was thinking about something that I've experienced recently. And for me, I feel like these last few weeks or this season, I found myself really restless, like especially on the inside, like my thoughts are so loud. My spirit's not quiet. I don't think that I've really been in a season where I've experienced peace regularly. And I'm not sure whether it's just my own personal world or the fact that there is just so much happening in the world that I've just felt like every time I wake up, there's more for me to wrestle with. Every time I open my phone, I open the news, there's something more that just gets in my spirit. And I just find myself in this permanent space of like a restlessness. And I think With what's been happening, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of us are feeling that right now. And I know in a room of this size, all of us have experienced that at some point, where there's so much happening in your world, where your mind never quiets, where you just never get the time to be still and be at peace. And so I want to look at tonight a moment where Jesus actually addresses this with his disciples, Because I think, for me, I'm personally at the point where I'm like, if we could just like pause the world, I would like to get off for a little bit and I'll just like come back 
and maybe like a week, a month, a year, I'm not sure how long yet. We'll see how it goes once I'm vacationing somewhere other than Earth. But I feel like I'm at that point and I've talked to a few people now where they're like, can we just stop everything and give me a moment to catch up? But the reality is that's not going to happen. Life is going on and we will lose precious moments if we don't learn to settle ourselves in the midst of all of this. And so I want to look at a conversation tonight that Jesus shared with his disciples. And this is during the Last Supper. So these are in the moments where Jesus realizes that he hasn't got long left to share, to teach, to encourage, to warn with the people that he has journeyed with for three years of his life for his ministry. And so he's obviously sharing what he thinks is the most important things. If I can drill in anything at this dinner, I know my time's coming. If I can drill in anything, these are the things I want them to remember. And then I want to look at you know, what this conversation means for us today. And so if you did switch off a little bit when I've talked about the things that can distract us and rattle our peace, I want to encourage you to just allow that to fade into the background for a moment. It will still be there when we finish, but I want to encourage you that this is really important for us, for us as people, for us as people of faith, people who believe in Jesus and want to live a life that is modeled after his own. It is important that we understand the nature of peace. And so I want to share from John chapters 13 to 16. I'm going to paraphrase most of it. Um, So if you're like, that doesn't sound like the real words, it's not. I'm telling you in advance. But I promise you it is the gist. And then we're going to look at some specific verses. But we're at the Passover festival at John 13. And so this is the Last Supper. And it says that having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. And I love that little bit inserted there. It's so beautiful to know that Jesus, who is God, had such a compassionate heart towards those he was surrounded by, that he loved the disciples like brothers, and that's our God. Um, but he's in this moment where he's realizing the love he has for these, these disciples, these friends, and he realizes that the time is coming, he's going to be arrested, he's going to be tried, and he's not going to have a lot of time. And so he washes their feet, and he gives them this lesson that you know that I am the son of God, but I am washing your feet. Like who else are you not going to wash the feet of? Make sure you serve each other. Make sure you give to one another. And then he issues a new command. He says, love one another as I have loved you. And by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples. It's by the love you share that people will know that you walked with me. And so he's touching on these core things that he's like, if you're going to remember anything, remember this. And he starts to instruct them and teach them and warn them. There's a whole section that's called like the world hates disciples. It's not like the most uplifting thing you will read, but he's preparing them for what life is going to be like. And then in John 14, 27, it says this, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. So don't let your hearts be troubled and don't be afraid. 
And then further on, he continues to teach and encourage and to warn. And then in John 16, 33, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. And I want to just emphasize here for a moment the dynamics of probably what's happening in this conversation because it can be really easy to strip out the humanity that would have been happening in this moment. This is an intimate dinner, an intimate dinner between friends, brothers who have been journeying together for years. This is Jesus saying to the disciples, I'm going to be gone. You're not going to see me anymore. I'm, I'm going to die. And they're having to reconcile that the man that has calmed storms, the man that has healed people before their eyes, the man who has led and taught and encouraged and challenged them is going to be gone. But they need to be continuing on his work when his work is what got him killed. And so this is a moment that would be so emotionally charged. And I think it's important to read the scripture like that. I think it's important to see Jesus in his full humanity, fully God, but fully human. This is a really powerful moment that John records in his gospel. But what I love is that he's preparing them for the full revelation of who he is. Everything he shares is like, so that you know when I rise again, you know who I am. You know I'm the son of God. You know that I have conquered it all. All of these things might not make sense until that moment, but I'm sharing them for you that you would understand. But one thing that Jesus understood was that they were going to need peace. One thing he understood was that the world was not going to be able to offer what they needed to continue on his legacy, to continue on his work, to share the gospel and bring people to know Jesus. And so even though what Jesus was about to do would literally save the entire world for eternity, would bring freedom and forgiveness and grace to the entire world, in this moment he still sees fit to give peace to his disciples so that they wouldn't struggle when times got hard. And I think that's the intimacy of our God. That's how I love to think of the fact that God is so, so universal and so much bigger than I can understand, but he has a personal love and care and attention for me, that Jesus is literally about to save humanity and he still cares about the peace and the stillness and the quiet place that his friends are going to share long after he's gone. And so this is a really important for us for a few reasons. Firstly is that Jesus is revealed here and throughout scripture as a peacemaker, as a peace bringer, as a prince of peace it calls him. And so if we want to emulate the life that he lived, if we want to be peacemakers and bringers, it's going to start with the peace we feel on the inside. We cannot give what we do not have. We need to first, it's like when you're in the airplane and they say, put the oxygen mask on for you, then give it to someone else. Like you need to be helped to help someone. You need peace for yourself to actually bring that to another. And that's what God has called us to. 
Every single one of us is called to be a disciple. You know, that word can frighten people. I think we have this imagination that a disciple is someone who, like, knows every verse of the Bible, even though it wasn't written (laughs) when these guys were around, or that it's some sort of person who doesn't make mistakes or have any wrongs. And if you read through the Gospels, you're going to find that's, like, kind of the opposite of who they are. I mean, one of the disciples chops someone's ear off, like, moments after this when God's like, I give you my peace. And he's like, goodbye to your ear. Um, But Jesus, being a peacemaker, steps into that situation and says, no, no, none of that, and heals the man. Again, just revealing this nature of peace. And we're all called to be a disciple. So when you read what Jesus says to them, take on that persona, take on that identity. Jesus is talking to you. When he says he has peace, he means it. And so we're going to look at two things really simply, how we experience peace and how we express peace. And so the first one we're going to look at is experiencing peace. Are we experiencing peace? There's a great quote by C.S. Lewis that says, God cannot give us happiness and peace apart from himself because it is not there. There is no such thing. And I think that's one of my new favorite quotes because whenever I seek something out that only exists in God and I forget to go to God, I'm not going to find it. If you're in a moment or a season where you're struggling with peace, can I ask you, have you gone to God? Have you actually stopped and not allowed distractions that fill a momentary moment in time make you feel that stillness? Are you actually going to the one that can give you the perfect, permanent peace of God? And peace is only found in a relationship with Jesus. He says, I do not give as the world gives. He has something that we cannot get anywhere else. And I think that it's simply that peace can be found in the world. If you're on a beautiful beach, it's 27 degrees, the weather's great, you've got friends, you're having a great time, that's peaceful. But the moment something changes, there's no longer peace. The thing about God is that his peace steps in when nothing is going right. When everything in the world seems like it's wrong and you have perfect peace, that's the peace of God. When you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet, but you know what? It's okay. I've got a stillness in my heart. That's God. When you don't know like your health circumstances, how it's going to happen, how it's going to play out, then that's God. When you can say, no, I'm at peace. My mind is calm. My heart my soul is rested. That's the peace of God. And it was foretold that Jesus would be this type of person. In Isaiah 54, it says, though the mountains be shaken, the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. If you never find a moment of peace in this world, you will find a moment of peace in God. If you never feel a sense that your soul is rested, that everything's going to be okay because everything around you is going crazy, you can find that in God. He has compassion for us and a conversation with Jesus should reveal more about God. If you're worried about where you're at with God, He has compassion for you. This is a God who wants to see you experience peace. Do you think He would be the one picking an argument if He wanted you to have peace? 
I will tell you, if you're struggling with God, you, there's that, I don't know what the word is, chaos between you and God, or you're worried about your relationship. That's not coming from God because he stepped out first. He is a peacemaker. Jesus came to prove that in human form. And so what do we need to do? In Philippians 4 verse 6, it says this simply, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live with Jesus Christ. And, you know, I found myself really frustrated a few weeks ago and I just, like, Googled. I was like, Bible verses that will give me peace. And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that. I probably shouldn't, but that's where I was at. And I was reading through them and I was like, this is great, but somehow reading about peace is not quite the same. It's like when you're like, oh, I'm not feeling great. So it says, oh, don't worry, it'll get better. And you're like, that did nothing for me, but... Thank you. It's one of those moments where I was like, okay, I'm reading the right verses. It's telling me, like, peace be with me, and I'm feeling nothing. And it's because I'm going to the Bible for something only God could give me. We need to not replace prayer and that moment to actually have a conversation with God in our lives. It can be really easy to listen to our worship playlists, to journal, to do everything but stop and actually take a moment to have a conversation with God. Actually take a moment to pray, to meditate, to think and to share with God. It only comes through prayer and thanksgiving. And so I want to encourage you. It could be a simple practice, but it could really change your world if I mean we <laughs> I was about to say, well we all wake up every day. Oh my gosh. We do. But when yeah, really I was like write that down. When you wake up in the morning, because it happens every day, why don't you start there? If you start your day with a moment of prayer and thanksgiving and asking for peace, that is going to set you up so well to develop a habit where whenever something starts to get shaky, your first response is to go to God. Your first response is to pray. Your first response is to seek out the one person who will actually provide you with peace that is going to still your soul, that is going to encourage you, that's going to give you the strength to go through a world where things unfortunately don't always go to plan. And so I want to encourage you, are you experiencing peace? And if you're not, be intentional. It's a gift that's there. God loves us. He has compassion for us. He wants us to be able to be still in moments that aren't still. So make sure you pray. You pray. Prayer is not something we can put to the side. And the second thing is just, are you expressing peace? You know, expressing is bringing forward what's on the inside. And I can guarantee you, whatever God has for you, it's not just for you. It's for you to experience in a way that compels you to share it with others. If you're sitting here tonight and you know that God loves you and you're at peace and you know you have a plan and a purpose, that should encourage you to share that with others. When you have a real revelation of who God is, what He's done for you and the way He sees the world, you want to share that with others. We can't keep that to ourselves. And so peace is something we need to express. 
in Ephesians, it says this, speaking of Jews and Gentiles here, it says, For he himself, Jesus, is our peace, who has made two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, dividing the wall of hostility by setting aside himself the law with its commands and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace and one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross. And it's this idea, he's saying, the reason I did this was so that there would no longer be Jews and Gentiles. There would no longer be differences between us, that we would be one all reconciled to peace through Christ, that we would find peace with our God who loves us, but that we would find peace with one another. Can I encourage you, Jesus took the initiative to make peace in the world. Like Levi shared with the story of the woman in Samaria, he literally walks somewhere where Jews purposefully ignored because he had to go there. He had to meet that woman. He had to tell her about the living water and bring peace into her life that she'd never experienced before. Jesus is intentional. We need to be intentional. Are you going out and looking for opportunities to bring peace or are you engaging in behaviour? that maybe adds a little fuel to a fire that's already burning. See, it's not about whether you're right or wrong. You know, I sometimes, you see things online and you're like, oh, well, I know what I think about that. But if I'm going to be engaging in a behaviour that actually slows down the progress of peace, that I'm doing the opposite of what Jesus has called me to do. I am to live with peace in my heart and express that so that others would live it as well. And you know, I think it's easier said rather than done because there's so much going on in our own world. And this is why I really, I know I've said it a few times, but I really want to emphasize starting every day, finding your peace. Start every day with it. Because when I am not in a place of peace, I don't really feel like making anyone else's day peaceful. When I start off the day and I'm rushed and I'm in a mood and I forgot to eat breakfast and I'm on the way to work, I don't really feel like letting cars in because I'm just not feeling the vibe. And you know what? That's fine if it weren't for the fact that the Jesus who loved and died for me was a peacemaker and he wants me to be a peacemaker. He wants you to be a peacemaker and that starts with us, but it shouldn't stop there like a conversation with Jesus. Don't let it stop in this room. Don't just go cool fun fact about Jesus. I feel better now. Take it on your heart. Make it a part of your life and make sure it comes out. Make sure it gets around your friends. Make sure it becomes so much a part of who you are that people see it. They don't even need to hear scripture because by the time they hear it, they'll be like, oh, that's what my friend's like. That's, oh, I know this Jesus guy is really easy to relate to because that's what people I know are like. And so I just want to ask us a few questions, really simply. The first one is, is it your habit to pray when you don't feel peace? You know, what do you turn to in those moments? Do you turn to temporary distractions? Do you stick on Netflix? Do you go for that, I just want to not think about anything? Or do you actually take the time to stop and pray and ask for peace? Are you at peace with God? Or do you feel like there are fears, anxieties, worries that make you unsettled in his presence? You know, I think there are a lot of people that are worried about where they stand with God. 
And if you're one of them, I want to encourage you that He is a God of peace and a God of love. He's not looking for conflict. And so if that is you, I would encourage you just to maybe let that let that fade away tonight. Let that go a little bit. Actually replace that with a reminder that Jesus loves you and He wants to bring peace into your soul and that He died on the cross just so that He could have a relationship with you. He's not worried about what you did. He's not worried about what you said. He's not worried about your fears, your concerns, your anxieties. He's worried about you. He wants to know you. And so I encourage you with that. Are you at peace with God? Ask the question. And are you an intentional peacemaker? Is there a situation or a person you need to make peace with? You know, I think a lot of us would rather ignore the people we have conflict with than actually bring peace into the situation. And it can be difficult because there's two sides in every story and you can't control how the other person will respond. But, you know, the people that Jesus brought peace to actually killed him, but he still chose to do it. He still chose to represent who God is and be a peacemaker. And so is there a situation in your heart, in your mind right now, or a person where you can actually bring a sense of peace? And the last question is just, is it important to you that other people experience the peace of Jesus and that they have a relationship with Him? You know, I think that no matter what we talk about in this series it will always be based around Jesus wanting to reach people. It will always be about more and more people knowing that God loves them, knowing who He is and what He has for them. And like the very last thing Jesus said in the Great Commission, go forth, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. He called all of us to go into the world and to share the gospel. And I feel like that, saying has been a little bit, I don't know what the word is, but it doesn't sound quite right. Like sharing the gospel might sound scary or like a weird thing to do if you've seen it in the wrong movies or the way people approach it. But I want to encourage you. It's as simple as seeing who Jesus was and determining to live like that. That's a testimony in and of itself. And when someone says, hey, why do you do that? Why are you like this? Why did you solve that conflict? Like, you have a moment to actually say, well, there's this, there's this God that I have a relationship with. He's changed my life. His name's Jesus. And it's really not about being someone who yells scripture at people. Please don't ever do that. Jesus really only talked scripture with like religious leaders who are having a go at him. Everyone else he talked about life. With everyone else he's talking about where they are in their life, what's happening. He's being kind, compassionate, gracious. So take that approach. Make it important to you that other people experience the peace that you have. You know, the first thing Jesus said to his disciples in John 20 after he rose on the third day, the very first thing was peace be with you. They've had three days of sort of having to understand and go through this journey with Jesus, everything he's shared with them, who he is. Is he the son of God? They're still questioning it. And the first thing he says to them is peace be with you. He is peace. He is our peace. And I think that's one of the most beautiful ways to look at it. Jesus wants us to experience peace. And so I just want to encourage you if 
you right now have never experienced that type of peace, it's so simple. God's not uh, complicated or anything like that. And in your heart right now, I would just encourage you to say to yourself, like, that's me. God, I'd really love to experience this peace. And that might even be you with journeying with Jesus. You might not be familiar with church or God. And I want to encourage you, if you'd like to know more, it's not complicated. And Pastor Levi is going to share with you what you can do. But I think for all of us, let's be determined to experience peace. Hey, that's a good thing. It's exciting to know that God wants you to be at peace. We should be really happy about that but we should not forget to express that. Let's make sure everyone around us has a sense of peace through us and knows where it came from.